Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Hey, what's up, students? Happy Tuesday to you. Hope that you're doing well. And, uh, man, thanks for joining us to walk through this book of the Bible at 1 Samuel together. And uh, with it being Tuesday, that means tomorrow is student night. So, man, can't wait to see you tomorrow night uh, to worship the Lord together, to gather together, and uh, to worship Him. And then also, we just posted a YouTube video on our YouTube channel yesterday uh, that we're calling The Pointless News. And so go check that out and watch that and hope that you laugh uh, maybe even a little bit and uh, as we interact with that together. So it was good. But hope you go check that out today. And uh, But today that we're walking through 1 Samuel, and we're going to be in chapter 6. And so go back maybe to the last few episodes to kind of remind yourself where we've been. But in chapter 4, the Philistines and the Israelites go, go to battle, right? They go to battle, and the Philistines capture the Ark of the Covenant. And then yesterday, in chapter 5, we talked about how the Philistines took the Ark of the Covenant and placed it in a temple to their god, Dagon, or god Dagon, however you want to pronounce it. And, and what happens there is the idol falls down on his face before the Ark of the Covenant. They stand it back up, and then the next day, the idol is falling down in its head, and its hands are cut off, right? And it's this crazy picture where, where God sends these plagues to, to the people who are housing the Ark of the Covenant to the Philistine country because the Ark of the Covenant is not where it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be in Israel. So when we got to the end of 1 Samuel chapter 5, Basically, you have the Philistines saying, man, we want to send this ark back. Like this ark does not need to be in our country. Let's send it back to the Israelites because it is causing more trouble than it is good. And so 1 Samuel chapter 6 is all about the process of the Philistines sending the Ark of the Covenant back to the people of Israel. And I, and I love what happens. It, it's just, I hope you read this chapter on your own, that you would just read it on your own there. But but they're talking about how they need to do this. And they're talking about the, the process of sending the ark back. And, and literally what they do is they take two milk cows and they like attach a cart to them or a yoke to them and literally put the ark of the covenant on the on the, uh, on the cart and then literally just send the cows on their way. Like that's that's basically what they do. And, and the cows arrive to this place, uh, the, the, the first town that arrives to it, I had it on here in my uh, in verse, verse 12, is that the cows went straight in the direction of Beth Shemesh. So the cows go to this town, and then later, at the end of chapter 6 and at the beginning of chapter 7, you see that the Ark of the Covenant eventually rises at the house of this man named Abinadab. And so that's where the Ark of the Covenant remains, and, uh, and how it concludes in chapter 7, verse 1, uh, it says this, or verse 2. It says, from that day, the ark was lodged at Kirith Jerim, that's the house of Abinadab, for a long time past, some 20 years, and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. So the Ark of the Covenant is going to be at this man's house for some 20-odd years until we'll later see in 2 Samuel where David brings the Ark of the Covenant back to where God has intended it to be. But the thing that I think is so cool, right, is, is literally not a sword has been picked up at all, right? The, the, the people of Israel didn't have to go fight for the Ark of the Covenant to go back. The people of Israel didn't have to go work for the Ark of the Covenant to be back. In fact, I mean, the, the people of Israel have been kind of rebellious in this book to this point, right? You had Eli and his son, Hophni and Phinehas that were leading Israel in a very poor way. You had them in chapter 4 treating the Ark of the Covenant as, as kind of a good luck symbol that if they brought up the Ark, they were going to win and they were going to be victorious. Like the, the people of Israel are not really model Israelites here, right? I mean, they're very typical for 
how the, we see the Israelites often live, living very faithless. But it's not like they're very, you know, it's not like they're living good right now. It's not like they're really obeying the covenant that God had set with them. But yet it's still, what do we see? We see that God is moving on behalf to keep his presence with his people. That even though his people are being crazy, and even though his people are not really pursuing him and being faithless, is that God is being faithful and is working on his own to get his presence back to the people of Israel. You kind of have this picture here of God is still pursuing his people. God is not abandoning his people. God is not just saying, okay, you know what? The Ark of the Covenant, it's in Philistine country and Israelites have been crazy. So I'm just going to stay away for a little bit, teach them a lesson, all these things. No, no the Ark of the Covenant is, is heading back towards the Israelite community. And what's amazing about that is just to consider how the fact that God is still passionately pursuing his people. That, that, that his people have neglected him. His people have taken his presence for granted. They've done all these things. And yet God is standing here saying, look, I, I am still pursuing you, my people. And I don't know about you, but that just gives me so much hope today for, for myself because I, I know, and I think if you were honest with me, you would agree is, man, there's many times that I don't pursue God the way I need to pursue him. That there's many times that, that I'm not pursuing Jesus the way that, that I'm called in his word to pursue him. And yet I'm thankful that we serve a God who, who loves us, who passionately pursues us. And that blows my mind, right? Like it blows my mind that God wants to know me, that, that God passionately pursues me, that God sent his son for me. Like that blows my mind. But, but man, it's such a good reminder here in this passage that we see that God is not abandoning his people, but he's working to bring his presence back to Israel. And man, I'm grateful that God does not abandon in us. He does not neglect us, but he's passionately pursuing a relationship with us. And uh, man, that's an unbelievable thought to think on and dwell on today. So man, I love you. Can't wait for tomorrow for student night. So excited. Invite someone to be there with you. And uh, man, can't wait to see you tomorrow night. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock and we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.